Dear listener, uh, my name's Kieran. I'm here with Darcy, as always. Welcome to Weakness for Bleakness. My introduction this week takes the form of a correction. Uh, normally, I think I've done one or two corrections before. Normally, I don't do corrections because I just take it as a given that people will understand how big of a moron I am. <laughs> we just accept the punch in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was listening uh, over our last episode, which was a couple of weeks ago now, and... Uh, and it feels I like it's still going. Incorrectly said that ten million was twenty times fifty thousand. Of course, horse shit. Uh, it's not twenty times what you learn in your entire life. It's like five times what you learn in your entire life. Ten million dollars. That's all. I just uh, I was embarrassed by how confidently I spat out an extremely wrong. Uh, basic arithmetic. I don't remember this incident at all, uh, which I'm embarrassed for my own professional broadcasting standards. You let it slip by without comment. I'll I'll note very well. I was paying as much attention as the listeners, who doubtless can't remember your mistake either. I'm sure they do. We were talking about AOC's top marginal tax rate. Our listeners are very attentive and smart and beautiful, Darcy. Remember this. (laughs) They are... Like AOC herself. And her top marginal tax rate. Yes. Which is too generous. Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, Also an apology. We missed a week and a bit again. missed a week and a bit. I had internet woes. Uh, The the command centre had been seized by uh, right-wing militia. Yes. And then I forgot that I was starting university and Mm. consequently forgot to make arrangements with Kieran to record it. I'm trying to say the word earlier. Yes, good. <laughs> so we're rusty, as you can hear. I got to the L too early, and you saw mm, what happened. Mm, how fitting. How so, fitting a fuck up. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Smooth sea with jagged reefs under it, the word earlier. Sorry for the... <laughs> sorry for the bumps. It's pretty hot, so I think we're... Uh, we're also, a little we're bit, also in, the, but... in the recording studio where the external and internal temperatures are always the same. Yeah. Because Kieran's house was built by a bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This house is fucking obscene, man. So many crucial windows. Somehow, simultaneously, it's like a fucking Borghese novel. Because it's like <laughs> one window on each side of the house is designed to catch the belting sun yeah, at a different time of the day. It's fucking the opposite of grand design style boffinery. It's just... Fairly suitable for where this podcast is recorded. Fly by night, kind of have a go. We got to get these grannies into these flats, people. We can't be sitting around designing them. Get fucking two tons of weird mid reddish brick. At least it's a reasonable size, though. You wouldn't yeah. get you wouldn't get this size in a budget house these days. No, no, no. In fact, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We would be fucked. If we didn't have a pretty agreeable rent agreement. Uh, don't fucking speak too loudly or they'll put it up on us. Probably not. They bet Who not. knows? Anyway, that's not a very sympathetic way to start the... A charismatic way to start the podcast. Let's do it. Let's roll intro tape. Let's be weak for bleak. A modest house, a picket fence, a couple kids, some common sense, a job to pay your mortgage or your rent. All these goals are understood, but misery is a public good, so come and feed your sorrows till you spend. Well, just to come, the captain said, the icebergs only dead ahead, the men will keep the engines fed, I have a deal with God. We're at the end of history, there ain't a hope for you, 
you and me When workers philanthropically believe in the economy But what a feast for tired eyes The poison earth, the boiling skies And everyone their own damn spies Remember when the world was wise we No, 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 no And welcome back Yes And our first topic today is Story Our first story today Thank you We have you, to keep uh, our Stupid, fucking, arbitrary, metastructural my- horseshit in line, Darcy. My compare without compare, Kieran Stevenson, correcting my errant terminology. Third. It is, in fact, a story. Yes. The ABC is being hauled up from the ashes like an unwilling phoenix <clears throat> by the uh, sure and steady hand of our fearless national premier, Scott Morrison, yeah. who has overruled everyone the ABC said they'd like to be their new chairperson uh-huh. and chosen Ida Buttrose instead. Yep. Uh, honestly, have no idea how I feel about Ida Buttrose herself. Yeah, she yeah. Ran- it blindsided me a little bit, right? <laughs> blindsided her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting that weird dude who used to run Telstra or, like, some other kind of vague, weird skin sack with a robot crammed inside it. But no. Well, on the plus side... Wildcard. Yeah, go uh, on. A, a better is the only direction left open after the last maniac they had in charge. Yeah, very true. Uh, who was a partisan, corrupt, unbalanced, um, possible malignant narcissist. Yeah. And yeah. just uncouth, disgusting human being as well. Mm. Somebody um, who fundamentally disbelieves in the freedom of the press is probably not a good cho- not choice. Not an ideal choice for what is supposed to be the most independent broadcaster in the country. Yeah. 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 Ita, on the other hand, has a pretty, pretty reasonable history as a professional mm. um, media person. I think she's mm. more or less universally respected. Yeah, I think so. I don't really know anything about- I never about- read Cleo. You'll- possibly be surprised yeah yeah it wasn't my demographic um i mean you never well i see i had sisters so it was always a a kind of a a tantalizing possibility to go and look into the sealed section uh, and to see uh, frankly discover it was just a scratch and sniff card Mm, feral uh but she taught she taught a generation of australians talking about about the clitoris samples Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the fuck bit in the middle where she teaches you to, like, swirl your tongue while you're sucking a dude off. Yeah, yeah. It was an intensely sexual magazine. Well, she should be in the SBS then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a terrible, this is a calamity. Mm, mm. So she was definitely, there was a point in time where she was uh, sort of maybe heroic in a very sort of commercial. Kind of liberal feminist kind of way. Yeah, but I. That's all I know about her, other than that just she's kept being media-y. Well, and she, apparently, she managed to work for the Packer family without getting any stains on her character, which is... That's not true. They said uh, the, she was allegedly in an affair with uh, old Carrie around the time her second marriage broke down. Well, that's all right. I'm talking about professional oh. conduct stains. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if she's having affairs with people. All right. As yeah. long as they're all adults. Mm. Um, the problem is we use the same term for p- things that we would consider to be stains of character, <laughs> affairs I couldn't give a fuck about, and what people broadly would consider consider stains of character, which is petty nonsense, usually. Yeah, I'd like to think our listeners are above affairs. Mm. Um, <laughs> not, that oh, my, not that it's any oh, of my well business. Below, not that it's any of my business. Mm. But, uh, yes, so... She may be fine. She may be a disaster. I think mm. that's going to be pretty much up to her, really. 
Mm. What is going to be a disaster, though, or not a disaster, but uh, another problem in a, in a haystack of Scott Morrison fuckery, yeah. is that he has ignored the internal ABC process with his yeah. choice of chair. Which is becoming something of a theme with this government. Perhaps yeah. perhaps its over, overarching kind of ethos is to still uh, fund and use the apparatus of decision-making and bureaucracy, but then to ignore it and be like, fuck that. The medevac bill is stupid. <laughs> the fucking Australian Research Council recommendations sense. on grants are People stupid. People don't die on planes, they die on medevacs. <laughs> I don't know, whatever, he, whatever point he yeah, was trying yeah, to make yeah. was completely lost on me. Yeah. But don't go fishing. Some... <laughs> Anywhere Some near Scott Morrison. Yeah, definitely. He'll fucking go at you like Moby Dick. Mm. So, uh, so just in all of those cases, yeah, again, the advisory council thing that's supposed to suggest a ser- suite of options for the new chairperson, uh, did not suggest Ita Buttrose. They didn't. They didn't suggest- Ita Buttrose? Ita Buttrose. I don't know. Old ass flower. Mm. They didn't suggest any women, which I think was the justification ah. that Scott Morrison used when he- Yeah. Um, Bad move on their part, I think, perhaps- like yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely <laughs> foolish uh, in the in the in the context of a twenty first century mm. organization with a mostly left to centre left leaning uh, listenership. Yeah, or centre right at the at the most. Apart apart from the nutcases who listen to the ABC because they're masochists and they enjoy being angry. Yeah, yeah. The the whenever anyone who's not a libertarian says anything. The Q and A people. Like yeah. If you if you assess each demographic by how frequently they watch Q and A and how much they know about it, it's always the fucking far right people. I was that about to watch say, it obsessively I'm and very happy to say I haven't watched Q and A for mm. fucking years. I'll tune in and every now and again. Didn't it's even see the Jordan to... Peterson. See, I did watch that. Didn't bother. And uh, it was. Pointless torture. Once you get me. over how funny his voice is, there's really nothing else yeah. to... Well, no, there were a couple of funny things. Uh, he's extremely thin-skinned, so he snapped at a lot of people, which made him look like a petulant child, which he is. He is. Uh, and there was also the thing where Milo Yiannopoulos recorded a video question for him to try and tot up a little bit of uh, drama and get some stuff back in... Get himself back in the limelight. And then the video played, and then Jordan Peterson proceeded to speak to the screen because he thought that it was live and he was responding directly to Milo and nobody said anything while he went over time and really rambled to what uh, he I don't understand what he was looking at because he was looking at the screen but Milo wouldn't have recorded himself sitting Sitting there there listening so it was eating an apple or something presumably an empty screen which he talked to like he was responding to a real guy and asked a couple of questions and stuff. And then at the end, they were like, well, he's not going to speak back to you. That was a pre-recorded <laughs> video. And everybody laughed at him. I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only part of the episode I liked. The rest was just hard So that's good. It was a watch. good 45 minutes well spent. <laughs> yeah. To see an old man fail at technology. It was really, it got, it got, it snuck up on me as well because I got up. Like, the episode finished, and I got up, and I walked, and just, like, by virtue of capacity, my body vented a little bit of the tension and anger that I was holding in me, and I was like, what have I been fucking doing to myself? Just sneaking bad chemicals into my nervous system for the last fucking better part of an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a frustrating watch. I was enjoying a nice duck supper. It's late. Yeah, I eat late now, because I'm a bartender. 
Oh, of my course. Of system's course. fucked. I can't do things at normal hours. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. I, I remember that life. Uh, so, Buttrose. Yeah. Old ass flower. And more to the point, Morrison fucking up and, and ignoring process. Yeah, Again. well, it's going to make it difficult for her because some of the feedback that was available immediately in the press mm. from unnamed ABC sources pretty much ran on the lines of, oh, yeah, like, would have been very happy with her if it had been done properly, but now yeah. we kind of have to hate her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's not welcome because <laughs> she was another captain's call fucking fic. Yeah, it's... See, this is... If I were running a quasi-despotic kind of minor fuck up like Scott Morrison is, the way that I would do it would say would be to say to the advisory committee, I find your shortlist unsatisfactory. Bring me something with more diversity. And oh, yeah. There are definitely ways you can reject hand the advice. And buttress in my hand on a little piece of paper or yeah, something. Yeah, that I would be it. how you would do it if you weren't an idiot. But Scott yeah. Morrison has got to a point where he just cannot do anything right. He He's, could save me from a burning building and I would still yeah. be angry with him afterwards. And yeah. you just have to go. When you get there's a point in politics yeah, yeah. which arrives where nothing that you can do or say <laughs> yeah. does anything except make people angrier at you. And yeah. at that point, you just have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's an absolute lame And that was the first duck. fucking day of his prime ministership. But this is... <laughs> yeah. This is what's so pathetic and what beggars belief so badly is that he's drunk on the power of an outgoing lame duck prime minister, yeah, which is just about the saddest thing Impotence that I can imagine. is the most virile in, he's ever been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking wilding out on the biggest disaster. He thinks he's fucking kicking goals by the looks of him. He's... They're he, also fucking breaking a bunch <laughs> of, like, precedents about... Like campaign advertising and shit that I yeah I'm that's right after complaining by. about how the Labour Party spent too much money on self promotion yeah 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 and, and the twats on the internet are rallying around going I don't think there's a problem if local MPs are allowed to communicate their successes to their constituencies yeah like yeah. we're doing that <laughs> yeah you can't fucking stop them from doing that it's all they fucking do <laughs> even when they don't have any successes. Yeah. Yeah, it's extraordinary. That is, I mean, this is a good transition if you if you want to transition yeah. from Buttrose to Downer. Bye, Buttrose, and hello, Downer. Hello, Downer. Georgina Downer, uh-huh. uh, Australia's favourite fail daughter. Yeah, has actually yeah. After making a tremendously unsuccessful play at Parliament, uh, she lost the election which she was con- contesting, and is now sort of still the de facto uh, opposition. Uh, some fucking bowls club or something. I should have done more due diligence. No, research, we're always applying for grants, bowls clubs. It, we it, live off grants. It, all, it also doesn't. Full of right wing members who hate government spending and we all live off grants. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of, of course. Uh, every every right wing person lives in a state of constant irony. Like they're, That's the best. They're fucking filmic that way. Uh so it was some sort of fucking recreational club, a bowls club or a sports club or something applied for a grant and got it or like a small business grant uh, from the federal government and <laughs> to give the money to this uh, organization they sent or I guess she maybe organized it, Georgina Downer with a gigantic novelty check with her face 
emblazoned on it, advertising her candidacy for the seat. Like it was sale of the century. Yeah. Yeah, for the upcoming election, which is perverse in sort of three or four different ways, each more intriguing than the last. wonder what I could do that will only end badly for me. Hmm. Who is the MP there? Uh, it's Labour, isn't it? it well, yeah, it would have to be, right? It would have to be. They're, oh, it could be independent a, and stuff. Um, they're a kook. Oh, no, no, no. It's fucking Sharky, I think. That's oh, Rebecca Sharky. Oh, she's not a kook. I don't know yeah. much about her, but she doesn't seem kooky. She... No, she seems like uh, fine, maybe. She she's passed Xenophon's got... background checks. So mm. it's not like Jackie Lambie territory or... Or no, Fraser Banning territory, but it could well be sensible centrist territory. Like, yeah, that's not kooky though. That's just pointless. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, to to be just a citizen, and allegedly the club are like knows her and asked for her to be there at the ceremony. Fine, right. I don't think they asked for a giant novelty check with her ad on it. That seems like a really weird request. But uh, for an opposition candidate. Well, I guess, like, a candidate for... This is a thing. We don't need to refer to her. Not even, the dignity of opposition is irrelevant because she's mm. not... She lost the yeah, vote she, to get the seat. She's, she's a, a seatless. Citizen. She's a tramp. Basically, political tramp. Yeah. Could, Has no home. It's like... It's fucking carny shit is what it is. It's like if I had a, some tenuous connection to a fucking art gallery and that gallery got a grant and I showed up to fucking give the speech... Fair enough. That's fine. They get people to speak. No problem there. Yeah. But, but then to, I unfurled a the giant poster. <laughs> Ostentatiously to, present to hand the over. money. Here's my check that I'm giving to that you. That you don't have any Me. reason. I mean, I... Look, it's like when Meatloaf guest programmed Rage and he just programmed 30 Meatloaf songs in a row. And it's like, this isn't supposed to be the gift of your music to the listenership of Rage, Meatloaf. <laughs> You're just supposed to be a kind of ceremonial person. You play two of your songs and then some Motorhead or something. But I think no. the prob- part of the problem is, is is the face on the check, right? That, like, that's the, the crux of it. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> if it's just, you know, okay, the local MP is not from the government party, mm. so we're going to send a member of the federal Liberal Party to yeah. give this check over, even though that's... That's still sketchy, but it's yeah, fucking it's not remarkable by liberal standards. Okay, ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. in the bounds of reason. I can understand yeah. it, but yeah, to use it as an advertising thing. The check is so stupid. Mm. It just mm. makes you look like the biggest shithead. <laughs> and like <laughs> only one of Alexander Downer's children could possibly <laughs> think that that'd be a smooth move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such like a fucking the smooth operator fucking- I am. People's skills in that family. Yeah. It looked like shit as well. It was that stupid oval fade. Uh, no, I was wrong about that one, listener. It's just that it's so dumb that my mind painted a picture over my memory. Uh, it still looks shithouse, though. Don't worry about that. Ha-ha. <laughs> over to the side. Um, extremely, yeah, it looks like the fucking awning of a cut-rate well, They can't really use Photoshop, so they just have to push paint to the limits of its capacity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The best part of the story that, that can cap it off, in my opinion, is that to excuse this, as if this makes a lick of sense, see if you can pause it. I think I can kind of backwards engineer where they were coming from. But when they were criticised for it, uh, a spokesman for the Liberal Party, or for Georgina Downer, I guess, said... 
Nobody there thought that it was legal tender. Nobody, <laughs> nobody thought that the check was a real check that you could cash. As if that was the thing that people were nobody outraged about. Nobody thinks any of those checks <laughs> yeah. are legal tender. Nobody's going in and seeing the photo and being like, Dear editor, uh, I think it's outrageous that they should use such impractical legal tender to <laughs> confer the money for this grant. It wasn't even remotely the issue under like question. It wasn't like because she'd drawn a picture of herself on a $5 note over the Queen's <laughs> yeah. face. That's yeah. Nobody no. would give a shit. That would be fine if she'd done that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super fucking It would imply a level of cheekiness and humour that I hadn't anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would much prefer that. Anyway, that's the story. There's not a lot to it, but it's dumb and self-sourcing pudding of liberal party <laughs> incompetence. Yeah, oh. it just keeps coming at every day. Yeah, they are the Austrian army that ran away from itself because mm. they thought an officer shouting "halt" was <laughs> a Turk shouting "Allah," and they just shat themselves and ran away from themselves. And Emperor Joseph woke up at the two o'clock in the morning to find just all of his troops streaming past his tent. <laughs> the Turks turned up two weeks later expecting the largest battle of the 18th century. And they literally found a, an Austrian lieutenant who'd felt duty bound to stay behind what and explain, explain to the Turks that there wasn't going to be a battle mm. and, and present his personal. So they, they, they let him go. It was yeah. fine. But <laughs> they let him go. But he probably expected to be captured. And that's another brilliant segue because it's a man going with dignity to certain prison. Ah, oh, so much dignity. Yeah. Ah. Oh. So let's talk about your next fucking story. So it was only a blowjob, Kieran. Yeah. Only yeah. a blowjob. Uh, before Robert Richter, the, the actual, the, the, the verbatim thing being a vanilla, a vanilla act of act sexual. Of, pre- it was an act of vanilla penetration. Yeah. Uh, was the uh, the exact. Not the exact, but almost the exact words that Robert Richter yeah. QC used. Mm. Um, people became very angry immediately in court. Yeah. The um, judge, um, Mr. Kidd, Justice Kidd, made it very, very clear that he would consider any attack upon uh, Robert Richter to constitute a serious, serious contempt of court. Um, mm. But he was still shoved and shouted at as he was leaving the building. Yeah. So Not a popular... It was, it was a foolish man. thing to say. But I'm going to say a little bit in his defense, which is mm. we are very removed from the world of crime and criminal conduct in the mm. general public. Yes. Um, and that includes even many of the people who were there as support people for victims or victims or victims advocates who were really disgusted and appalled by what Robert Richter said. Mm. And... Um, he has been accused of being basically out of touch with the community and out of step with the community, yeah. which is definitely true to a certain extent because yeah. he's a rich old man. But there's also an extent to which we are very, very out of touch with the world of crime. Yeah. And the fact right. is that, unfortunately, uh, child abuse and rape and uh, violence isn't particularly interesting or noteworthy to the criminal courts and the barristers and judges who uh, who work in them. Yeah. What Robert Richter said was directed to the judge. It wasn't directed to the jury or journalists or anybody else, mm. but it was in an open court, so he should have been way more fucking careful with his words. Yeah. Especially because of how yeah. experienced he is as, a, as an advocate. Mm. But what he was essentially uh, trying to advise the judge 
was that be mindful that this is on the scale of things we deal with relatively low key mm. and horrifically it is relatively low key on the scale of things that they deal with yeah and when you do your sentencing i don't want you to be swayed by the fact that this is a high profile case with a lot of public anger Sure. That was what we were driving at. What well, we? That was what Robert Rick, that's what, the revelation. That's what my friend Bob was driving <laughs> at when he yeah. uh, said the thing that he should have worded better. He yeah. fuck, it was a fucking st- incredibly stupid thing to say. I think that's the that's the for thing. me I to say. It would have been stupid. Let alone a guy who's been doing this for hmm. fifty fucking years. I think that everybody could probably get on board with uh, the idea of a defender doing their duty to kind of. Put yeah. things in context and get. He had to fucking phrase it really awkwardly yeah. as well because he's like, "So uh, my uh, my client still swears he's innocent." Did you see the, the quote? He said, "Do this kind of thing." Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the thing that he didn't do, yeah, but he's been found guilty of doing, yeah, that it, what it wasn't that he did. <laughs> <laughs> was <laughs> yeah 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 he basically had to admit that his client had done a rape without admitting his client had done a rape yeah 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 and he had to the league they call it the if i did it yeah uh, right and it always it ma- makes special. some of the suavest and most educated people sound like absolute fucking morons when yeah. they try because you know well, the, yeah, the brain rebels hold. doesn't it the brain just rebels yeah yeah um i think that yeah i think that people can get behind or understand at least his responsibilities to the court, but to go to be like Googling pepper up my speech or like how to convince people with speeches or whatever. And it's like, win the people over by throwing in a colloquial phrase. All right, well, I'll just do that at the bit which describes the monstrous part, like a massive, massive uh, uh, public speaking misstep. Ah, completely. Old mate. Completely. uh, I do not blame people for getting super angry because obviously like George Pell it's more than yeah no he's a fucking disgusting monster not just because of who he is but Mm. also of what he symbolises yeah 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 and particularly how this case is being handled already with with so much uh, secrecy uh, and secrecy and preferential treatment certainly and and certainly 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 Um, but again that that that, that sort of feeds back into the point he was trying to make which was Mm. Don't let the symbolism of this blind you from doing yeah, your job. Yeah, sure, which is his responsibility. It is his responsibility. Though. It's not his responsibility to sound like a twat. Um, yeah. That, that is, yeah. is, is his uh, hill to defend if mm. he wants to. Mm. But, yeah, I... Um, well, I have to say, much a, like too thing. much vanilla ice cream, it fucking turned my stomach. Well, and uh, I'll tell uh, you what. Uh, I Yeah, I mean, it was obviously because it just... It was starkly worded enough that it conjured up way too much graphic yeah weirdly weirdly detail, fucking right? suggestive was... and that point where worlds shouldn't fucking collide like that yeah like... i don't know i mean it almost seemed a little bit like he was perversely playing for a <laughs> for a harsh mm-hmm. sentence by trying to annoy the judge <laughs> yeah 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 he would be a hero in that case but, i mean you know, i think misstep <sighs> but it's not like he's a fucking hugely powerful pedophile so who the judge 
or the lawyer or the, the lawyer. No, I mean that's to, the that's to my the knowledge, thing. Robert Richter QC is not a hugely powerful pedophile. Yeah, so when you're when you're meeting I, out I your anger not. here, also <laughs> full disclosure, he'll be teaching me law soon. So. Oh, <laughs> conflict of interest. Conflict. Of, I forgot to mention that at the start of the story. Submit in court as evidence nepotism. Um. But yeah. I would have taken this line anyway, because I never allow my uh, editorial independence to be... Ch- I just would have avoided the topic. Yeah. If I, thought- <laughs> like, yeah. If I was going to be a coward about it. Sometimes, sometimes the, yeah, sometimes the strongest move is not to play. Uh, the other half of this story... I mean, George Pell is the, the underlying sort of substrate of fucking poison. But the other half of the story is our friends... Uh, Long-time friends of the show, Andrew Bolt, Tony Abbott, John Howard, Miranda Devine. Miranda Devine, John Howard, Tony Abbott. Uh, Are you missing anybody? I I think they're... Oh, uh, Lyle Shelton. Eat shit, Lyle. (laughs) I always forget about Lyle Shelton. Yeah, me too. I only ever (laughs) remember him when he pops up on Twitter and I'm like, oh, that's right. I haven't tweeted eat shit Lyle at him for a little bit. Lyle Shelton. Yeah. The face Um, in need of a fist. Yeah. So each of these... Skeksis has uh, jumped in to defend uh, Pell in one way or another or provide references tell you for what, his character. Yeah, they've really chosen to uh, to set themselves up for pain here. Yeah, I Because they're not going to get any gratitude from this dude if it turns out he's not guilty. No. And this it's going to win them anything. And he, it's not. He's going to jail. Like, it's done. You know when I was saying last episode that I can't fathom why sometimes why celebrities make public statements about their friends who are hashtag cancelled or whatever. Yeah. Uh, This is like the most literal and over the top interpretation of that. And I didn't, I know that you listen to this, Tony. I know that you listen to this, John. (laughs) This isn't what I meant for you to do. I know you don't like us and you want to do the opposite, but fucking Jesus Christ, take a rest. Also though, thank you. (laughs) Well, yeah, this is perhaps the only thing that could conceivably uh, derail Bolt's career because he's done two articles now. I'm guessing that they're going to hope that he wins on appeal, which some people have talked up as being very likely. I don't, I don't think, think it is. So no, I get, it, but it is possible, I suppose. Appeal is not like a complete retrial. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It which a lot of people be. seem to think it's a retrial. It's not. No, it's, no, no, no. It's not even a jury, right? It's yeah. A, it's a, the 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 appeals court basically review the legality of what happened during your trial. Yeah, the which, facts don't change. Uh, yeah, I don't think that anything is <laughs> likely to. George Pell decided not to give evidence. Uh, yeah, so he's missed his chance to do that. He's missed his chance to give evidence. You don't get to bring in new stuff. The evidence provided by the victim, uh, the plaintiff, the well, victim. The, I'm not going to fucking. There were a long line of defence witnesses that were brought out, which mm. um, Richter was hoping that that between all of them, they'd be able to prove that it was pretty much impossible for the uh, plaintiff's sequence of uh, events to have played out the way that the Mm. plaintiff said they did. The problem was, because this was just a day in the mid-90s, as far as everyone else at the time was concerned, nobody had taken, like, neurotic notes about times and places. Um, This is the same problem with the Kavanaugh thing, right? Except in this case... Nobody had any thought that they would need to fucking remember this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... the Office of Public Prosecution were able to just expose massive gaps in everyone's testimony. Mm. Mm. 
And the bits that they were able to throw some doubt on on the plaintiff's case can be really easily put down to the fact that, well, the plaintiff was at the time a child drinking wine for the first time and he could very easily have thought 15 minutes had gone by when half an hour had gone by or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like it's not... I fucking... We've been drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember the first time you were drunk? <laughs> how how well yeah. did you minute the passing <laughs> God's sake. Um, and they've said, oh, well, you know, the... the, the you're, you're, you used to be Catholic. What's it called? The bit the priest goes into after his mass is finished? I was talking about this uh, with Mads the other day. There's, like, there's the presbytery, there's the rectory, yeah. there's the fucking... The sacristy. Sacristy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so the sacristy, which it, the cathedral at the time is the priest sacristy, was the one the archbishop was using. Now, there was, people were saying, oh, well, two kids could never have been in there because there's people going in and out constantly after mass because it's where everything has to get brought back to and stored away and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But the archbishop was using it as his sacristy. He was not using the proper archbishop's sacristy because some workmen had fucked up in there and it Mm. was being fixed, essentially. So people wouldn't have been going in and out if there was a reason, if there was a chance that there'd be a a bishop in there getting changed. He wouldn't be right. Yeah. Because the Catholic Church is quite hierarchical. You don't just sort of barge in bishops. You don't fuck with an archbishop. That's part of the whole fucking problem is that archbishops and up are like fucking untouchable. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, The only other thing that I want to add to this before we jump on is uh, given that the Pope recently for the first time uh, defrocked a cardinal uh, as a result of child sex allegations, child sexual assault allegations, sorry, I wonder what the response here is going to be. I've heard that he's been a bit of a dick, a bit of a fucking Pell fan, but... Uh... I mean, one gives a small amount of leniency based on the fact that these people are friends and it's not always as easy to come down on the right side of justice when someone you personally are friends with is concerned. Yeah, but sure. But that said... Uh... <laughs> You should choose your friends more carefully. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And take your responsibilities. <laughs> make sure your friendship circles include fewer obvious fucking creeps. Yeah. Uh, and my understanding is that Francis that has kicked off a... I'm being very informal with everybody today. Oh, Frank. Frank has uh, <laughs> kicked off an inquiry. Yeah. And if... Um, I don't know why. Like, if, mm. if, if the fucking Vatican can do a better job than the Office of Public Prosecutions... Yeah. Then they will... Uh, like, oh, yeah, professional professional investigators and prosecutors and jurists, whatever. Mm. Awesome. Our guys also have agreed with you. And so, yeah, he's fired. I think he'll yeah. he'll be defrocked if he's yeah. done it, if the yeah. church, which will make him the second cardinal in history. Yeah, after the first much. was only for this particular uh, offense. Yeah, I think you were correct because it was the first like a couple of weeks ago. It's um, only ever for embarrassing the church. That's the offense. Is if you get caught embarrassing the church. Yeah, yeah, basically. I'll let them get away with anything else. There's a part of me that really wants to like Pope Francis, but it's hard to ignore that he's one of the most powerful men in the world, and that the Catholic Church is a fucking snake pit. Part of me so, that wants to like. I mean, there's part of me that wants to like everyone. I'm quite a gentle, forgiving person mm. at root. Mm. Um, and I definitely, I was optimistic about Pope Francis, like a lot of people were, who yeah. hadn't really studied his career and just got the headlines. Yeah. But, yeah, he's he's, just, he's only good relative to... I think the problem is that all of the shit that he wants to be doing is kind of procedurally quite difficult. All of the helping the poor and that kind of shit and reforming some of the churches more. That is true. Hyper conservative stuff. And he's bogged down in all of the fucking 
uh, look, massive child sexual I, abuse I, scandal. I think for somebody who believes he's the kind of spiritual descendant of an all-powerful wizard, <laughs> he's not yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. The organization is pretty bad, though. I just want a world where I like the idea of humble, kind of nice, generous, religious leaders, if yeah. we have to have them, which we do because humanity works that way. Yeah, so, so like far. actual Christian bishops, yeah. for instance. Yeah, but, you know, to put it as mildly as possible, the Catholic Church has been disappointing in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, the Catholic Church has really... Um, si- since um, since Emperor Constantine uh. made them into a proper political organization it's it's been just downhill let's be honest thanks con (laughs) Uh, they were all right when they were a scrappy little underdog movement getting eaten by lions very cool very cool to be eaten by lions but just like us as soon as you let us into power we'd go completely fucking wrong (laughs) look at us 24 listeners and we're already defending george pell Uh, (laughs) of course we're not rotting rod in hell Cardinal Pell, Pell, former Pell. Cardinal Pell. Yeah, it's, the songs are going to get more difficult to do on a meter basis. Shall we push, though? Leave Pell in his smelly cell? Yeah, another, another I, 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 I think at a certain point, um, leaving him in the darkness to slowly mm. die is probably the worst punishment yeah. he can suffer. Yeah. Because he's a egotistical cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a fucking a, a monster, and a, egotistical is like... I Maybe represent getting... God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolute piece of shit. Used to live very, very close to here, actually. No doubt about that. Yeah. Because his church's most prestigious school is very close to here. Yes. Yeah, very yeah. nice chapel. <laughs> <laughs> and don't they know it? Oh, of course. They've all got nice chapels, of course. Uh, most of them anyway, not the women's schools. They don't count. To the Catholic Church again. I have to Archite- stress. Architecture makes uh, women unseemly excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we go to something dumber and funnier? Yes, please, uh, God. Australia's first Ramsey degree. So, for those of you who don't know, listener, the Ramsey Centre has uh, established a BA in Western Civilization at the University <laughs> of Wollongong. Never has the uh, joke about Bachelor of Arts actually standing for bugger all been yeah, more yeah. fucking appropriate. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, and this is like a little old, like a few weeks old, but they released their uh, curriculum, their units. Oh, good. I, so I've uh, abstained from this. Mm, I'm sharing mm, this joy mm. with the listeners. I'll just show you uh, uh, quickly. It's not going to mean much to you, listener, but the the picture that they have on the no. the curriculum <laughs> is a fucking stupid statue, Pallas Athena Fountain in Vienna. <laughs> She's covered in gold. It's exactly the sort of grognardy horse shit that you think it's going to be. All right. So I'm going to read you the titles of the units. Uh, the Great Conversation. Classics of Ancient Greece. Wisdom, Truth, and Reason. Aesthetics, Masterpieces of Western Art and Architecture. Yep. We've got Classics of the Roman Republic and Empire. The the Good Life and the Virtues. Yeah. Early Modern Philosophy, Rationalism versus Empiricism. Classics of the Middle Ages and Early Renaissance. Philosophy of Religion. Classics of the Late Renaissance. The Rise of Western Science. Blah, 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 blah. Philosophy of Democracy. 
thought and reality, from idealism to analytic philosophy, which you'll notice is cutting out an entire uh, wing of philosophy from when idealism kind of transitioned into into modern continental philosophy, uh, classics of the modern era, and the self in Western thought and art, which as a final like third year subject is wild to me. Well, I mean, this basically sounds like uh, any of the other Bachelor of Arts degrees, but this with is... just 30% less content, basically. Yeah, yeah. If, and that's only if you stretch out and deliberately seek out that, because you can just do this anyway really easily. Uh-huh, uh-huh. In fact, it sounds very much like VCE philosophy. Yeah, yeah. That is the first thing that <laughs> most people have noticed, that this is just a shittier arts degree. It's like the one thing that arts degrees are kind of good for is teaching you to read and to think Broad critically. Broad thinking and yeah. critical thinking. Uh, so this just takes that out of the <laughs> arts degree. And this is of- the thin... Ramsey line that will mm. separate us from the barbarians, is it, Kieran? Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's all the people that you would expect to be studying, you know, Plato and Aristotle and Ovid and Cicero. Uh, and then there's one subject, classics of the modern era, is a sweep of the 19th and 20th centuries, including Charles Darwin, Marx and Engels, Sigmund Freud, Virginia Woolf, Simone de Beauvoir, and Germain Greer. Right, and so the social, political, and cultural events of this period. This ev- subject might as well be called our enemies. I was about to say every single transgressive voice mm. just gets bundled together yeah, as yeah. one kind of nebulous force. This this of subject people who are wrong. <laughs> this this subject calls evolutionary biology, <laughs> Marxism, psychoanalysis, <laughs> feminism. Oh man. It's wild. And then, uh, yeah, the Bible and its legacy is kind of interesting. An examination of religious belief and practice, comparing the Bible and the Quran, and looking at how these books informed Western thinking, art, and literature. Uh, I'm just yes. seeing a Nazi exhibit with um, diseased minds written over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's extremely suspect. But, like, it's not worth getting outraged over because it's extremely dumb. It's a Trump U style move where it's designed to fleece doughy reactionaries out of their money. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And to make a bunch of disaffected young men have to fucking go to Wollongong. I mean, Ramsey's fortune was built mm. on the health sector, mm. but as a proprietor of private hospitals. Mm. Not as an actual physician or somebody who knew anything about medicine. He was yeah, essentially yeah. an hotelier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running yeah. Ill- illness-themed hospitals. Mm. Uh, uh, hotels, <laughs> rather. <laughs> but, but very expensive hospitals. Yeah. Um, no doubt. Doesn't, doesn't, I'm not saying that hoteliers are mm. some sort of unintelligent subspecies. Uh, mm. Because I've been in hospitality myself for 13 years. Yes. But it doesn't uh, in any way qualify you to speak to academically. A, a broad survey on, uh, of all Saving Western and- civilization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it just seems so pointless. It's such a broad topic, first of all. Uh, it's somehow broader than arts, because at least arts has the idea of specialization. You know, you become a historian or a philosopher or a literary critic or a linguist. And yes, some of those quite specialized fields are actually very technical and scientific, but there's none of that specialization in this. It's the curriculum is so like dehydrated somehow that they're going to have to take electives from the general arts curriculum, presumably. Uh, Uh, It sounds very much like you could just 
learn this from Sargon of Akkad on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that is it. It's basically just a correspondence course <laughs> with the fucking alt-right YouTube, <laughs> but in person with people who are less entertaining. People who are teaching it under fucking duress because yeah. they've got to pay off their fucking student debt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the ultimate, like, fucking monkey's paw. A fucking a sessional academic running into a teacher's lounge. <laughs> full of fucking old foldy card tables where all of the other professors have their computers set up. I mean, like, did you hear? Did you hear? 14 full-time contracted positions just opened up at the University of Wollongong <laughs> and everybody being like, oh my God, in what topic? <laughs> just broadly in arts, history, philosophy, it's unreal. <laughs> it's the Ramsey degree. Oh, shit. It does make you think, doesn't it, how much financial trouble must Wollongong University be in? Uh- to Dyer, I would have thought, because which is unusual for a university. Like, this got kicked out of every other... Every single prestige mm. institution in the country rejected mm. this. Yeah. Some only because their faculty kicked up about it, mm. but all of them rejected it. Well, even the people who would nominally be pro this would have looked at it and been like, I mean, this is what we do. Yeah. We're an elite institution, majority white... It had occurred <laughs> to us to cover the Greeks when we yeah. do... <laughs> Philosophy classes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, di- the only oh. difference is that, yeah, they don't exclude Sartre <laughs> in, a de- in an arts degree. They don't <laughs> exclude every European philosopher we don't want who all these... existed after the Holocaust, <laughs> which yeah. is a pretty crucial philosophy. These guys moment. were a bit downbeat on the whole Western civilization mm. front, mm. so we're relegating them to critics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go into... <laughs> Into the misguided cultural topic. criticism subject. Mm. Man. Uh, and of course, part of the deal is that they're building a facility for Ramsey Center staff and students to go to where nobody else is allowed to go. Yeah. So they're building a safe space. Pretty much. Well, in I a mean- way that's much more like contemptible. I don't want to act like I'm anti safe space or anything. This is contemptible and. Uh, no, but ridiculous what, what they're doing to- is building the sort of safe space that they think mm. safe spaces actually are. Yeah. which is not what safe spaces actually are. Safe spaces were developed in response to very specific threats from yeah. the Christian majority at American universities yeah. who used to infiltrate gay and lesbian meetings and try to traumatise people. Yeah. That's it's a kind fun of like, fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Safe spaces <laughs> have a history and a context. This is like John Wayne Gacy calling his crawl space a safe space. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. And pretty similar because there'll be about 30 young, unfortunate men there. It's it's going to be the most uh, raised red flag on, mm. on, on CVs, isn't it, when you go to get a job? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I don't know why you would volunteer to make yourself less employable. <laughs> At the, for the cost of $30,000. Yeah. yeah, like I the, the like value of an art. Ask- fuckwit sticker, please. Mm. The value of an arts degree in the job market is obviously questionable, although not as questionable as people would have you believe. But when you're, you're these people are going to be job market stands, and to like it, fucking savvy business monsters are going to look at these dipshits and be like, "All right, no," because if you can get fleeced by the fucking Ramsey Center, you don't have a head on your shoulders. One hundred percent. The only thing this is going to help you get work with mm. is a right-wing cultural think tank, basically. Yeah. So it becomes just a self-feeding 
idiot machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a conveyor belt to the IPA, I guess. <laughs> Makes things more efficient for them. Well, I'd love to work at the IPA if I had no scruples whatsoever. It'd be, It'd just a be the easiest job. think tank job. Yeah. Like, what we need to do is more marketization. What do they fucking do all day at the IPA? Like, the work that they do in a month, one person could do in a week. So what the fuck are they doing there? I mean, they don't have any more work to do, right? They've written their article. All they yeah. do is ch- change, like, mm. the object of the article. But the, the yeah. article is the same every time. Yeah. I, I guess they... I, I don't know. What I every... Spend fucking... a lot of time on social media, I yeah. guess. What every rich, under-talented, overconfident <laughs> piece of shit does, which is fuck all and claim they're working hard. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. But I, I know if I was an evil person, that is definitely mm. a job I would take. Yeah. In a heartbeat. A hundred percent. I don't like left-wing think tanks because you have to do all these citations. And yeah, fucking... it's difficult. It's it's uh, it's futile and dispiriting, but the IPA... Nowhere near as well-funded. Yeah. What I really want to work... People keep pointing out that you're wrong. In mm. the office, there's no workplace solidarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The ceaseless irony will never stop getting to me. Um, yeah, at the IPA, you get to work with a dude who dresses exactly like fucking uh, Leo from Wolf of Wall Street and takes it super seriously. How much fun would that be? I guess some dude with a speech impediment pretending you, that he's fucking Jordan Belfort. You could you could spin around really quickly on your swivel chair, mm. and once you're dizzy enough, stop and see how long it takes you to differentiate your colleagues from one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. Well, you can pick the Wolf of Wall Street guy because he's also spinning in his chair and he's like, do you think this is what it's like when Quaaludes were around? Oh, God. Let's fucking kill this. <laughs> we got to go to topic. Topic, 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 Darcy, you've got our first topic, do you not? Uh, do I? Want, I thought the to... person who did the show intro had the first topic. No, see, common mistake because the uh, intro leads into the first headline, which right, is you. I second headline it. me, third you, fourth me, topic you. I understand everything now. Yeah, wonderful. After four months. <laughs> it's been more than that, dude. Has it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This, this broadcasting life is rough. This is episode, like, 32, I think. Is it? Or 31, which... Just in and of itself. It's over half a year. Yeah. Hey! Yeah! That's enough to call this a career. Y- albeit a, f- a free one, but still. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. In That's the awesome. same way that I can call my... <laughs> like... You can call this house a palace? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have an XCOM career, is what you're saying. <laughs> How are you going, by the way? I fucking love it. XCOM 2, listener. <laughs> Play it. War of the Chosen. Ugh! It's good. I'm enjoying it. I've I just haven't... gotten up to the bit where I'm starting to kind of cream and I'm approaching... <laughs> there was a second half of <laughs> I Starting to cream the enemy. <sighs> Never lean back on American teenage <laughs> slang from the 80s. It's all weirdly suggestive. <coughs> very much so. Uh, very much so. Yeah, I'm starting to really lay the boot in, uh, so to speak, and coming up on that victory lap period of the... That's uh, good. I haven't played War of the Chosen yet. Oh, it's good. I um, I made the mistake of unleashing the aliens in the Alien Hunters DLC before yeah. my squad was prepared, so ah. I had to start again because everybody died. Yeah, yeah, very good. 
that happened to me with uh, the the Shen's last last gift, the tower mission where you fight all of the robots. I was like, oh, a quaint little mission, and then it turns <laughs> yeah, out to be like exactly a forty minute three part be a nice thing. Narrative sidestep. We can chill out for a bit. Yeah. A low stakes environment. Yeah, how yeah. foolish. Um, it's good. The alien rulers work differently in the War of the Chosen, so you have to assault a uh, facility to activate them. Oh, okay. To like one at a time. So. I was pretty deep in before I met old Mr. Snake. Yeah. Uh, we get a free move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been toned down, apparently. Although I didn't play them in vanilla. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I'll revisit it. Yeah, it's good. Get War of the Chosen, man. It's worth it. There's so much extra cool stuff. Listener, play War of the Chosen. That's good, because I wasn't being overwhelmed by fucking targets and yeah. responsibilities already. It has Fucked up my workflow in a <laughs> bad way at a time when I didn't need it. But it was on sale. So what was I going to do? Not no, well, buy it? You had to buy it. Yeah. That's how it goes. 50 bucks for the base game and DLC. You can't spend when 200 base- fucking dollars on this stuff, Kira. Yeah. It's insane. What well, the base want. game was fucking $80 by itself. Yeah. Unreal. It's un- it's a liberty. It was good. Anyway, let's talk it's about not even a real Venice. thing. It's just data. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Beautiful, fucking, intensely fun data. I love it. Talk about Venezuela. Speaking of beautiful, intensely fun data. Mm. Venezuela. I was listening to Tom Switzer on... I'm pretty sure he does Between the Lines um, because he keeps reading the wrong part of every page he's on, Mm. which is why his opinions are so flagrantly incorrect. Are you familiar with Tom Switzer? Not even remotely. I'm you should become nodding politely. You should become familiar with Tom Switzer. Everyone mm. listening to this should. Mm. He is a man I kind of want to despise, but yeah. his foolishness and his wrongness is so clearly the product of a simple and innocent mind. That this I is the theme with can't. you that you're you're attracted to misguided characters. I think it's fucking Daisy Cousins. It's this dude. I like duffers. I like yeah. doofusy duffers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I find them frustrating when they're George on- Pell. <laughs> what can I say? Liam Neeson. Oh, look, no, I didn't really- I don't care about Liam Neeson. No, I was I just know. surprised was by the intensity we- of the backlash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's fine. We- he doesn't need my assistance. He'll be all right. He'll just buy another yacht. <laughs> yeah. I live in international waters now, you- you can't cancel me here. <laughs> no government has the right to cancel me in international waters. He's going to become the L. Ron Hubbard mm. of uh, shamed celebrities. Yeah. For the listener, I know that uh, Northern Irish people don't have a broad caricature <laughs> of a West Coast fucking Galway person or whatever. I know that Belfast isn't Cornwall. Don't email me. Or do. I don't know. Start emailing us. <laughs> yeah. Uh- <laughs> Have you checked the email inbox no. <laughs> in the last month? I've been busy. I've been yeah. I've been avoiding responsibilities for ten years, and it all caught up with me last week. I've yeah. been busy. Um, where was I? Ah, oh, yeah. So Tom Switzer had <laughs> yeah. a man on. He's a he's a he's a simple, sweet uh, man who's unfortunately mm. a Tory shill who yes. works for the ABC. Right. He's got a radio program called Between the Lines, uh, where he gets a right wing person on every week and sits there wide-eyed and amazed as he listens to how intelligent they are. Of course. And goes, oh, I never thought of that. God, mm. I wish I was as smart as you. Oh, mm. that was such a funny observation. Oh, he's that, a, that, yeah, amazing. 
I've never yeah. seen such a shamelessness in my life. Kind of like a lovable Andrew Bolt. Yeah, I guess. Like with the, Andrew, if Andrew Bolt was completely devoid of ill intent, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, was yeah. a totally simple dude. Yeah, if he if he weren't a vicious piece of shit. But how are we going to get young people to appreciate this wonderful capitalism? Mm, yeah, you know, he's he's a sweetheart. Um, he had this psycho <laughs> one from the New York Times who was not. He was an evil man, mm. and he was explaining how um, Venezuela was the inevitable product of socialism. Right, of course. And, of course, like the good journalist that he is, Tom Switzer, uh, challenged not a single point, asked no follow-up questions to anything, and just mm. um, championed him all the way. Because the ABC is, as we know, a deeply, deeply left-wing, virtually communist organisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As one uh, man intimated on that infamous Q&A episode, part of the socialist... Uh, greeny communist pc brigade yes indeed indeed if not its main apparatus of that brigade (laughs) brigade Uh, and it got me thinking as many people have many Mm. people brighter than myself have been thinking about good old saudi arabia (laughs) because all of the criticisms Mm. that you can level at socialism you can also level at the absolute monarchy if Mm. your idea of what socialism is is just essentially a brutal government dictatorship which is a fascinating interpretation of socialism it is but it's a it's one that is popular yeah uh nonetheless yeah and so i I thought i'll have a look and see what hugo chavez has done differently Mm. to what saudi royals have done yes and it turns out not actually that much. Mm. The only difference between Saudi Arabia and Venezuela in terms of why one oil dependency succeeded and another failed mm. was that not all oil is equal. Yeah. So Venezuela, because it's in Latin America and blessed with all the good fortune of being a country in Latin America, turns out to have really shit oil. Mm. Really shit oil that's very, very, very deep underground or uh, has to be acquired offshore. Right. Whereas Saudi Arabia has extremely light oil, very close to the surface. Mm -hmm. And the Saudis can make a profit. Now, this data is 12 months out of date. So the dollar values will have changed a bit, but the ratios won't have. It's been a pretty turbulent 12 months months. for the dollar. Indeed. But the the ratio shouldn't be too much out of whack. So this is 12 months ago. The Saudis could make a profit selling oil for $9 a barrel. Mm. In Venezuela... They had to sell oil for $27 a barrel to break even. That's a lot. That's a massive That's difference. three like times third, as much. Exactly. Yeah. So. I can do basic The, <laughs> the Saudis have been waging a ruthless price war. They've been using mm. the fact that their oil is only abundant, but it's pretty much the cheapest to uh, extract in the world. Yeah. To fuck the Russians and the Iranians because they were asked to by the Americans, essentially. Mm. And Venezuela has been caught up in this because they have amongst the most expensive oil to extract on the planet. Mm. Now, when old Hugo took over, Venezuela's economy had been pretty much neglected for decades by intensely corrupt and lazy uh, secession of governments. Yeah. And part of his plan was to increase social spending based on the oil revenue. Which, uh, Which fucking... Despot was Chavez's precursor. I lose track of the pre-socialist and then socialist. Just the various guy dictators. from Tropico 4, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. El, El Presidente. El Presidente, Just yes. Ca- cartoon cut out, um, corrupt 
politician, pretty much. I can't, I've honestly forgotten his name. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to look it up. Keep talking. But um, strategically, Chavez's scheme was not bad. He was going to harness the oil wealth of the country and mm. use it to improve the living standards of the people. Tactically, he did not do very well. He made a lot of mistakes. Uh, first and foremost was not modernizing any of the economy itself. Mm -hmm. The structure of government and social programs that he set up were fantastic initially because they had a huge amount of revenue to cover it. Sure. But the agricultural sector, the manufacturing sector, and other um, primary industry uh, sectors, he didn't touch at all. And when the oil price collapsed, he was left with an enormous, enormous deficit. Sure. Which, because it wasn't being put into anything economically productive ended up leading to hyperinflation. Mm. Now, there are a bunch of other factors that didn't help. Uh, one was external pressure. Uh, Venezuelans find it more difficult to sell their oil than the Saudis do because they're not a client state of the mm. United States. Um, and a lot of countries around the world don't have the refineries required to process Venezuelan oil because it's so heavy. Mm. Um, so the Venezuelans have to also do a lot of refining on their own home soil before they sell it off sure uh, so that was a problem another problem is that the saudi royal family is the vested oil interests in saudi arabia whereas chavez mm. was going up against the vested oil interests in venezuela sure aramco was nationalized in a benign sell-off uh from the u.s as a gift to the saudi monarchy mm. decades ago yeah chavez was taking over a large oil company by force effectively nationalizing it now nationalization is not necessarily the same as socialization mm. despite what american journalists will have you believe <laughs> you yep. can nationalize something for virtually any political agenda yeah that doesn't true. necessarily have any sort of socialist connotations to well, it. one of the most common things whether it's done uh overtly or covertly under a dictatorship is to nationalize the press indeed 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 uh yet to happen in venezuela Fortunately, mm. although Maduro's kind of starting to fuck anyway, but we'll get <laughs> we'll get to Nicholas in a little bit. So Chavez has brought in a lot of expensive social programs that have made life much better for Venezuelans, but he hasn't put in any economic underpinnings to support them. Sure. And at the same time that he's failed to reform the rest of Venezuela's economy, the sector he's a hundred percent reliant on, the oil sector, is one that starts to actively resist him with strike action. Right, because guys have gone from private sector luxury to national sector less luxury. Yeah. They were still quite well treated by the standards of the global worker, but they were not as well treated, and they certainly weren't deferred to and respected the way they had been. Yeah, sure. And so there were strikes, there were layoffs. Into the void, Chavez had to appoint his own people. This is a classic um, revolutionary fuck-up, whether, whatever, whatever, whether it's right-wing or left-wing revolution. And I know that Chavez was elected, but he was still doing a sort of revolution. He led a coup. Like, he, he led a coup. It didn't work. So it's he, like... He was then popularly oh, elected. Election. revolution qualified election, election thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. It was a qualified I mean, election. I want to make it very clear that I'm not saying that the election was illegitimate. 
or doing any of that shit. But I'm saying like- You're not it, it saying was... that he lost the popular vote yeah, and yeah, still yeah. became president yeah, yeah, like yeah. some banana republic. Like the guy who is currently- the, <laughs> Currently yeah. the most powerful president in the world. Yeah. Um, uh, like the guy that is- the man that the US claims yeah. is the current leader of Venezuela. Oh, also Nicolas him. Maduro's opposition. It seems strange that somebody who hasn't won a vote yet should be installed as president by well, a didn't country he with lose? an electoral college. Hasn't he, like, explicitly lost the last election? Yeah. So... He did, like Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. America yes. hates democracy. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Uh, which <clears throat> I assume we'll get to in a little bit. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're very right. illuminating... You're all right. So, um, into the void of professionals who have left or been forced out because a, an economic program and a political program have collided, mm. not always comfortably or happily, mm. Chavez has put people in charge who he can rely on. This is something that you're often obliged to do, whether you want to or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be a bit of a catch-22 there. For the it is a catch-22. <coughs> Revolutionary. This is one of the reasons why revolutions are hard work and seldom mm. successful. And why, why a revolution like the Nazi party taking over is going to be more successful, because when the mission statement is a bunch of vicious psychopaths who are like they're out of a fucking anime, then... Indeed, you- but... Remember, these problems did also bedevil the Nazi party. It's one, one of the reasons the Second World War went so badly for them was yeah. because of the prioritization of loyalists over specialists. Yeah, sure. But like it, it accomplished the aesthetic mission, which I feel sometimes was well, more central true. to their That's true. And uh, when you also, when then. you don't have human rights as a central tenant of your raison d'etre, mm. then, then you also... Uh, Fuck, it's simple. People don't judge you as harshly for violating human rights yeah. if you've walked through the door saying, my whole thing is no more human rights. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because, like, they also don't judge you harshly if you pretend that you're for human rights in the way that the US yeah. is. They only really tend to judge you on human rights if you're actually committed to them. Yeah. And it's true. fuck up or somebody cooks up a story about it. It's true. So, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm presi- uh, presiding. I'm proceeding with this... Uh, ill-conceived analysis of mine, by the way, under the uh, assumption that Chavez was operating in good faith because there's no need to assume he wasn't to explain why everything went so badly wrong. Sure. Um, Though, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I wasn't there. Mm. But he, because of the internal tensions within Venezuela, has to appoint people who are loyal and not necessarily people who are most competent. So... Venezuelan oil production is tumbling in efficiency as the dollar value of oil is rapidly declining. Yeah. And still all of his social spend all of his government spending is on social programs, not economic development. Mm. Right? Now you can be cynical and say that he was using oil money to buy votes, which is a common line you get in the press. Sure. If you, if you look at the programs that he was running, they weren't like flippant luxury programs. We're talking about poverty eradication schemes and education schemes. Yeah. Which did have a massively positive impact on the country. Yeah. Kind of like it always does. Like it always even, does. Even the shitty failed socialist states run by psychopaths, if they have had a robust social program, then like if you look at the literacy literacy rates in Russia pre and post revolution oh god it's fucking unreal from no percent 
in the the outbreak of the First World War (laughs) to suddenly having better than standards where you can get the the first man into space within like yeah yeah yeah. forty years like truly astounding development alongside being run by psychos yeah particularly Stalin well I think mostly standard politicians apart from Stalin I think Stalin was probably the only big deviation Mm. after him you had pretty much just the sorts of guys who run countries. They just happened to have the Soviet Union. Oh, yeah, yeah. After Stalin, for sure, yeah. Until, what was it, uh, Andropov, who was the predecessor to Gorbachev, and then Gorbachev himself, who... Mm. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We'll talk about... We can talk about the failure of the Russian revolution. That'd be a a special we could record. Yeah. But um, where was I, Kieran? Oh, yeah. So... Chavez has created a situation in Venezuela mm. where he's basically got a coerced, nationalised workforce in the oil sector who hate him mm. and who he therefore has to appoint not necessarily the most competent people to administer mm. um, amongst a crumbling general economy and a declined oil price. His commitment to the Venezuelan social programmes leads mm. to hyperinflation, which basically gets them into the fix they're in at the moment. Yeah. Not helped by international pressure. Well, I mean, it's worth saying that, like, Chavez has to own those... I speak like he's a fucking disgraced Twitter celebrity. Yeah, I mean, he's dead. The, but- <laughs> respons- the responsibility for those uh, economic missteps lie with Chavez, but it's under the system of... Fucking it's under the rules based international imperialism. Uh, it's so, like the rules based international <laughs> system, Kieran. Thank you very much. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm yes. Just, like, he, yeah. It's also a factor that Venezuela wasn't compliant. Yeah, and that there were penalties. There were international yeah. trading penalties for them for being non-compliant. Of course, yeah. there were. Yeah, and we 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 won't know the extent of missed opportunities that mm. they had to export their um to export the oil. Yeah. That was available to them. We just don't know. And we don't know to what extent Chavez was able to successfully crack down on tax evasion and graft and all these other things that mm. nobody seems to have a capacity to have. The Chinese aren't succeeding at, so God knows how he was supposed to. Yeah. But this has set the scene for... Mm. The current massive crisis. That's good radio, by the way. <laughs> Take a big swig of water in the middle of your sentence. I suddenly became extremely dry. <laughs> and now I have to leave it in because I've talked <laughs> about you've it. referenced it and it's gone on too long now. Yeah. Marvellous. The best kind of professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> good. When you just score points off your co-host. <laughs> Look, it's all I'm good at. I'm a big dummy. I'm I set you up for the shots. I can't follow as the As long as you stuff. get the laughs that we're after, that's all we need. Yeah, good. Well, I don't know how well I'm doing. I feel like I'm floundering enormously. I have noticed that there's a little bit of a Tristram Shandy kind of thing going <laughs> on where you say some stuff which is sort of interesting and insightful and then I drag you on some kind of tangent and then you're like, where was I? All right, so the f- the price of oh, oil yes. is falling. So, uh- <laughs> <laughs> He's done these social Let programs. me tell you about the circumstances of my birth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all right. I love- Everybody loves Tristram Shandy. Yeah. Surely. Mm. Lawrence Stern. Last- I don't think everybody loves Lawrence Tristram Stern Shandy because I think there's about 20 priest. people who have read it. <laughs> I haven't read it. I only know about it because of the fucking Steve Coogan oh, really? and Rob Brydon vehicle, so, which I uh, didn't Phil- get 
when yeah. I watched half of it. Well, because you need to read the book. Well, yeah, because I didn't know what it was. It's a fucking, in. it's an extended joke upon the book. And I'll tell you what, though, it's a fucking, if you have read the book, it's mm. a genius piece of cinema. Once I understood what was going yeah. on later, I was it, like, how clever. I was wondering well done, w- what other ways you could actually have gone about adapting uh, mm. the Cock and a Bull story. And I mm. can't think of anything. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They pretty much did the only possible shtick. Yeah. Very, very canny. So the price of oil is <laughs> falling. falling. Yeah, and um, and Chavez and his crew have absolutely no backup plan. The price of oil was kind of the whole plan. Yeah, and it's completely spiraled out of control, as it has uh, undermined the economy of Russia, as it's undermined the economy of Iran. Yeah, which one of the big reasons that the Shah ended up uh, falling was because. The Saudis did the same oil trick to him, right? Mm. The modernization program ruined by f- cheap oil flood, essentially. Yeah. Also, the Shah was a horrible bastard. But as much <laughs> as I, as much as I would like to think that's why the revolution happened, the fact is the Saudis fucked his system up enough that yeah he was losing enough power anyway. Revolutions don't tend to happen unless your mm. your dictator's already losing power. Yeah. Um, that's why there's so many fucking dictators mm. and mm-hmm. so few revolutions. Yeah. They're powerful motherfuckers. Yeah. So Maduro gets in mm-hmm. right while this is falling apart. And unfortunately, Maduro seems to have about as much energy and imagination as most of our own parliamentary mm. front bench. Yeah. I don't really know a fucking one thing about Maduro. I don't know a lot about him. I... I, I believe he was part of this loyalist cadre that Chavez felt he had to rely on yeah, yeah. to stay true to the mission uh, as mm. opposed to somebody who he felt could independently do a good job of running the country. Yeah. And obviously Chavez did not intend to die when he did die <clears throat> and kept expected Crucial. to be keeping his eye on this program for a mm. good while longer. Yeah. So Maduro didn't really so, expect- that, that always happens as well. That's the Lenin problem. Yeah. That's fucking everything. I know, right? Jesus, have another stroke, Lenin. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Anytime, anytime you like. Yeah. Maybe send the letter saying that you don't want Stalin running the country because he's a vicious <laughs> bastard outside the borders of the country so that the rest of us know it and it's not dug <sighs> yeah. up as archival interest also, in the fucking 20th century. Maybe, uh, 21st century. maybe if you're working with people who you need to tell, like- don't let that dangerous, unprincipled mm. psychopath take yeah. over the project. Maybe yeah. they were going to fail anyway, regardless of what yeah. you did. And also, like, mate, <laughs> you're Lenin. You take care of him now or you've got the shot. That's true. If you know you're on the way out, just give him an, uh, an exploding vest embrace yeah. or whatever the Russian equivalent is. Some sort of tiny micro I think it's just a drinking competition in the winter. Drink, yeah. yeah, no, that's that's a Stalin innovation. <laughs> that stuff. Uh, Although I guess they poisoned Rasputin. I mean, I guess that's didn't how you work. could give a guy a series of strokes. Yeah. Do you think Lenin was murdered? Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. I realised as I, I said I it, but it's like- I don't think that he was, but it's one <laughs> yeah. of the more probable things that's happened yeah. in Russian history. Yeah. Especially in the context of like- of him the, being of the modern, only obstacle to Stalin's power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In that context, and in the context of the really modern, flashy revelations that we have, like, Bill Clinton was probably a pedophile. Like, <laughs> you know. Oh, God. It just, uh, there's not a lot of, it's very, 
<laughs> very people early 20th think that century, Donald Trump's a disaster also think that John F. Kennedy was a fucking amazing president. <laughs> Yet, really, how much difference is there between them? Yeah. Let's be frank about this. One had a funny voice that was kind of charming, and one had a funny voice that was kind of just ridiculous. That's the difference. <laughs> and we suspect- ah, fake Ken- news. <laughs> we suspect that Kennedy was more consent-informed mm. with his dealings with women. Yeah. But we don't know that. Well, I mean that's true. You I just- think that's I think that's basically the the only difference, and it's purely theoretical, is that JFK pulled and Donald <laughs> Trump didn't. Yeah, right. And like the things you can get away with if you're a wacky Boston mm. Irish guy. Uh, yeah, I'll tell he you almost what. blew the planet up for <laughs> no reason. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Fucking Donald J. Trump hasn't tried to do, and that's invade Cuba. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> still, though, like he said, we should have a space race. So, yeah, the, the the best thing he did was decide to get into space after Russia had already done it. You know, what? I'm a big fan of space <laughs> programs. So, me too. Uh, me too. I'm for it. But that means you approve of Trump because of the space force. Yeah, I am. I'm pro <laughs> space force. Why not? It's just XCOM. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's fucking do it, man. If it gets people out further into space so that we can discover the edge of the procedurally generating simulation in which we all live. Richard Branson's already on top of it. Don't worry. Yeah. I hate the rich guy space shit. Musk and Branson and stuff. And they're just like, oh. And also, I'm glad Musk is out of the Mm. picture now and it's back to Branson because I do prefer him a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just know that it's going to be like, for our first fucking- it sounded like I was going into an also, impression of Branson, but Richard I Richard Branson's beginning to look like a Jim Henson puppet of Richard Branson, which yeah. is fucking amazing. Which is- <laughs> That's pretty cool. But he'll he'll be up there in front of the camera and he'll be like, for our first flight, as if he didn't already get things easy enough, we're going to take fucking Henry Kissinger up to the sun or something like that. Like, I just don't trust yeah, him. Yeah, but then what if, what if he pushes him out of the spaceship? Then he'll be my hero. Yeah, right. You've got to, got to give him a chance. The man You've who got killed You've got to give Kissinger. him a chance. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. He might, because he's a little bit rock and roll, Brands, and he might think, well, I've got bone Jeez. cancer now. I'll, I might as well take some neocons into space. <laughs> yeah. A little bit rock and roll. He's a little bit. Of... He used to run Virgin Records. Yeah. He did a cool magazine in the 60s. Who's your favorite Virgin Records artist? Well, okay. That's beside <laughs> the point. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that could be good record. That could be good uh, artists from Look, his Richard day. Branson self-identifies as a good person, okay? <laughs> that much is irrefutable. Maybe the best. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. So, the price of oil is falling. <laughs> <laughs> and Maduro has the wheel now. We did make it. Well, I mean, does he, though? This is the question. We have no idea what the p- internal power dynamics yeah. of Venezuela are after a personality cult, which unfortunately is, is mm. a thing that we did again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoops. Learning from our mistakes left. Awesome. I'm loving yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Frustrating. Um. Um, so we have uh, essentially what looks like an incompetent uh, heir to power inheriting an incomplete project. Mm. Chavez never actually managed to set up. Uh, I, I know this is like the record constantly, but Chavez never managed to set up a socialist system in Venezuela. Yeah, the closest he got was a rebellious nationalized oil industry and some social programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not well. That's the people point at that and be like, "Oh, see, socialism doesn't work." And it's like, well, when you have a developing country that's relying on 
this inherently exploitative fucking petrodollar system that has the shitty version of that that's at the heel of fucking Saudi Arabia and the US. It's difficult it's very to difficult. do something that's supposed to be better for people and therefore more work. Especially because socialism is uh, pursuing completely different... I think this is something people don't understand as well. You're pursuing totally different objectives to capitalism. Yeah. It's not like a nicer version of capitalism. No, we're trying to eliminate system. the profit motive right. <laughs> Which and is bring in like the dignity motive or all something. All of the benchmarks that people have been trained to view as indications of success are yeah. completely irrelevant. It's that- th- it's Even the- I'm talking about it in capitalist terms as I explain well, yeah. the crisis it's because the that's the reference mistake. point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, It's like when you have experimental art or- you know, music or fiction or whatever, like the trick there isn't to make something cool. The trick there is teaching. You have to make a piece of art that simultaneously teaches people how to read it. Absolutely. Like people have to relearn how to read with experimental shit. We all have to relearn to read politically. And so much of the, uh, so much effort is expended by spokespeople for capitalism into making you feel like a fucking nutcase (laughs) for proposing this shit that yeah. it can be quite difficult to deprogram until one day you're like, wait, no, of course, it's fucking dignity for everybody. Free healthcare is a fucking excellent idea. Or, you know, worker-owned uh, companies makes a ton of sense. It's more efficient and 100%. Fair. And worker worker ownership is the key here. Yeah. Um, the key element not, that's been not, missing. Not government ownership, right? Yeah. And not uh, ridiculous personality cults. Mm. Right. Basically, obstructions to democracy are mm. essentially anti-socialist in this context. Yeah. There was no real industrial democracy brought about under Chavez. Yeah. And it was very much a case. He wasn't anywhere near fucking Colonel Gaddafi. But there's a classic, a classic through line with a mm. lot of people who think of themselves as subversive uh, revolutionary leaders. Yeah. Is I am here to liberate the people to do what I tell them to. Yeah, yeah, that is (laughs) a problem. Because I'm right, therefore they'll Mm. agree with me and it will be fine. So there wasn't enough, there was no, there was no democratic or so, there was some democratic innovation on a local council level in Mm. Venezuela, but there was no real economic industrial democracy introduction on a meaningful level because there was no economic development outside Mm. of... Well, there wasn't even economic development within the oil industry because this fight he had with the oil bureaucracy Mm. essentially meant the system became more degraded. It was not improved upon or developed. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm, I'm for every socialist revolution in fucking Central and South America and across the world in principle, but this is why I think that when we see it, see socialism emerge in a truest sense... Uh, in a truer sense than it has so far. I mean, it, it's not going to be in these places. It's not going to be in developing countries that are under the thumb of international global capitalism because it's just too fucking hard. They're too well. And I, 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 I believe that um, Marx's observation that you might require a post-industrial society could yeah. be correct. It could be. And that know? it's going to be a transition through capitalism, right? Like, yeah. it, it's not going to be a kind of overthrown replacement. It's like, I mean, it could be, but perhaps I the- think we're more likely to see benefits from, uh, say, it's never going to happen, but the US going socialist, it'll need to get 
truly post-scarcity and it'll need to do some pretty fucking brutal scorched earth shit there. Well, do you know what they um, need? To, they, they, they need to go back to being actual liberals before they can start trending towards becoming socialists. Yeah, but if they were to do it, then you would see it. It's got to be kind of fucking... Tri- yeah. trickle down uh, paradoxically but in the same way that you see the positive influence of like Scando countries and shit on that part of the world and they're not uh, like properly socialist either but stuff like they're not and stuff like f- uh, few of them claim rep- to be but, but stuff like represent worker representation on company boards is so important 100% as a, as they're, they're, a step. look what they have done and what the, a lot of industries in Germany have done mm. is they have proven that you can have stakeholder capitalism that is effective yeah and competitive with shareholder capitalism effectively yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a victory it is a victory that's why it's ignored but it's, <laughs> yeah 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 well and because it's way more fucking boring than uh, it fucking is. guerrilla fighters and and but all, corrupt all dictators. of the all of the European cooperative establishments mm. and in um, in in fact South America itself and the Indian subcontinent where you have workers co-ops they're able to uh, navigate international markets and things yeah. as long as they're not discriminated against uh, they they perform yeah. perfectly well I and mean that- they're more productive in some cases because the workers get a bigger reward from what they're doing yeah well I mean. To bring up my fucking internet woes, IINet don't fucking go with them. It's what we were talking about. The, the second that they floated and got bought out by a giant fucking company, TPG, who are the pure yeah. avatar of cost cut capitalism. I've started having issues with my service since TPG. Who are you with now? I switched to Optus. Really? Uh, which is it's not that bad. It has oh. gotten that bad. <laughs> I will say I'm not a fan of them as a massive fucking company, but two things. One, you can actually, you sound like a fucking complainy uh, cliche, but you can get onto somebody in less than an hour, which is important, I think, when you have a life. Yes. Uh, and secondly, because it's it's 4G, because I just can't, the, the wires in our street a fucking fairy floss. <laughs> Second time I've used that metaphor today, not on the recording, but uh, so I can't deal with having to get a fucking two technicians to leapfrog over each other to get the fucking wires up every time it goes out. Ah, uh, so it's so Optus f- is the only one that offers 4G right. at at home. Ah, but bear that in mind. Yeah. Um, this <clears> is not. This is a paid promotion. It's not. <laughs> this is. It's not. No. Optus no, no. have given us a hefty yeah. fee to say they to are sp- the least shit to, sp- <laughs> to spruke their four G home wireless broadband service. Optus's failure to get its shit together has actually mm. been perfectly in keeping with government infrastructure development, so they've done <laughs> quite well. Whereas the other um, sort of providers have overcooked mm. it with the five yeah. G network. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what? It's fine. They fucking... They give me internet, which is more than I can say for fucking IONET and TPG. IONET, now, I've got two fucking different Wi-Fi's going at the moment. Mm. I don't know what where, what's happened, but IONET have now got the old one and the 5G one. Yeah. And uh, my device is panicking. Yeah, It's cool. very stressful. It's very yeah. Good <laughs> which luck. Means, which means I've used Figuring all of my out. Telstra data. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I... Which is great. What a fucking morass. This is the <laughs> shit that you have to deal with under capitalism, dear listener. Especially capitalism abetted by the stupid yeah. party. <laughs> yeah. The competition of the free market. <coughs> For fixed infrastructure programs. It, yeah. um, um, 
Anyway, the Venezuela oh, oh, price of oil. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to point out that yes, uh, but this tactic tactically. The Venezuelan socialists fucked up. Just administratively yeah, yeah. and tactically, they ruined everything. And this is... They were up against stiff opposition, obviously. Mm. It's not 100% their fault. Mm. But it was a policy failure, right? Yeah. And this is why, um, with what is going on in Venezuela at the moment, I mm. think, um, AOC and Sanders have disappointed uh, with their response to it. Yeah. Uh, there's a beautiful bit from The Dish which was mm. a 2001 release. Classic mm. piece of Australian cinema. Sure. Actually was. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, we went on a school excursion well, to see it when it came out. fucking ruin it, won't it? Gee. Mm. I remember enjoying it. When, um... That and Rabbit Proof Fence, which, uh... That was less funny, Rabbit Proof Fence. Yeah, but a weirdly progressive choice for my fucking school. Well, um, I suppose, like... Some decent... When you're a reactionary institution, you're obliged to look as though you give a yeah. shit. Or you were back then, anyway. Mm. I think it's just whenever you have uh, the Jesuits involved with anybody, it's just... Oh, a, that's right. There's a higher Forget risk... that you're the that Jesuits, because the, they're sometimes very good, the Jesuits. You get, like, one out of every 20... You, it's kind of like one out of every 20 is a pedophile and one out of every 20 is like a genuinely passionate educator with quite a progressive worldview. Yeah. Again, I'm, a, I'm an actual Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Uh, so they took us to see Rabbit Proof Fence. But anyway, The Dish. The Dish. There's a really nice scene where mm. it looks as though the Australians have lost Apollo 11. Yeah. And the Prime Minister who was, I think, John Gorton in 1969. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure in The Dish he's just a nebulous... Australian Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That played by American. Billy Brown, who's yeah. uh, has the most beautiful line. When he, when he realises that one of the observatory guys is trying to, like, as it were, signal for help in conversation mm. and, and sound him out about, oh, we've uh, lost the spaceship and was wondering if the government could help us with the thing. Mm. He says, <clears throat> we've got a saying in the party, mate. You don't fuck up. And then that city just turns <laughs> off and leaves. And that's pretty much why AOC and Sanders are distancing themselves from Venezuela, essentially. Yeah, yeah. They fucked up. And now, politically, you just can't. It's too dangerous and too difficult. This I is can, the thinking. I right? can see that it's... I'm pretty, I'm pretty yeah, sure that's the yeah. thinking. Because if they uh, speak up for Maduro, mm. the press response in America is going to be violent and vicious. And sure. they will lose... The center publications that are very, 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 very fucking slowly have started coming around mm. to this Green New Deal concept and to well, the particularly idea particularly to AOC. She's very AOC important because she's charming perception. and she's cool and she's you know with Not it wife, as the kids say. She, yeah, yeah, she might, probably won't die after breakfast tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> if she has like one more high calorie meal. Yeah. That's why she's such a boon to the movement as well, because it's like, all right, well, fine, we can have somebody who's a committed uh, socialist who also, well, American socialist. If she who- goes well, we could keep her for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she ticks all of these boring fucking centrist identity politics uh, boxes. Also very true. Also, her demands are, like, nicely reasonable. Yeah. Everything everything she says alarms them, but it's also just enough within the bounds of what the public can accept as real and yeah. realistic, that they're forced to address it. Yeah. So she does a lot of things well, but we yeah. were very disappointed 
yeah. with the uh, with the response to Venezuela. I've been disappointed by a couple of things. Uh, by her uh, paying lip service to the idea that Jeremy Corbyn is running an anti-Semitic uh, Labour Party, uh, yeah. which could have just been ill being ill-informed. Uh, and also paying a little bit of lip service, I think, to the criticisms of Ilan Omar, who heroically... Uh, oh, because she wasn't nice enough to mass murderer Elliot Abrams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because she troped all over him with her fucking anti-Semitism. <laughs> for daring to call out the fact that uh, in places much like That's Venezuela... Right. I forgot about that. covered up or it's engineered an anti-Semitic trope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fucking every trope is an anti-Semitic trope because the Jews have been hard done by historically, but that doesn't mean that fucking... Well, anyway, because of the again. nature of the um, of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, mm. any critique of power is an anti-Semitic trope because that's what fucking... Anti- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're misunderstanding how the tropes work. I think they're thinking like, oh, it's mean to be racist in this specific way and not like... Well, anti-Semitism has been systematically using anything you can for any purpose. It's not anti-Semitic if you're talking about a genuinely powerful person who's like an actual senior bureaucrat who's yeah. overseen war crimes. Yeah. Their Jewishness is incidental. <laughs> yeah. It's only anti-Semitic if you talk about vague rabbinical yeah. cults who are responsible for yeah. administering genocides. These are the same uh. people that say that Bernie is a fake Jew and an anti-Semite <laughs> himself, though. Uh all right, I, I will agree I with your you. I will agree with your overall analysis in a broad sense. I think that we need to own when shit goes wrong in our that's in quotes teams. Camp. We do, and we, but we also need to be more comfortable saying, but this is not a socialist failure, and this is why it's not a socialist yeah. failure. So all of that is true, but also within the context, part failure. of part of the reason that uh, I was disappointed with. Uh, our team in the US in their response to this uh, and part of why a lot of people are upset is because it's in the context of the US recognising, I looked up his name, it's something like Giardia, uh, Juan Guaido I don't know why I pulled it up as though I was going to be able to pronounce it Uh, Yeah, the the self-proclaimed president Yeah, 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 Yeah. who is absolutely a fascist uh, and his supporters have done some pretty fucking horrific things uh, it's completely nuts and I'm glad you uh, you brought us around to this because this was yeah. this was the bit I was kind of coming towards mm. was yeah we've now got a sufficiently fucked up social scene in Venezuela mm. economically politically ruined by uh, by the shitty tactics we were using mm. that the door has been opened for exactly the sort of person who it's supposed to be our first line our first priority mm. is to stop these people from getting into fucking power yeah and, yeah, the US has unilaterally appointed him president. And yeah. for some fucking reason, the Europeans, who had been getting better, I'd, I'd started becoming quite impressed with how comfortable European leaders were becoming. Yeah. Standing up to America over this horseshit, um, have fallen this into is, step with him. Yeah. Of They've course, seen this so many times before. Everybody knows how this goes. Nobody is... Uh, thinks that it's going to happen this time, but when the US fucking calls for a regime to fall, they will get it by fucking hook or by crook, and you don't want to stand in the way. Because <sighs> they're sanct- they're like, what are yeah. you going to stand up for t- the people that are fucking. Look, Jacques Chirac. Sanctioned? Fucking Jacques Chirac. Mm. The 
Pacific bomb tester <laughs> and rainbow warrior sinker had yeah. the wherewithal to yeah. say, no, Iraq is stupid. We're not doing it. Yeah. And, and look what, what it cost the fucking French in well, terms they of- had, They had their food renamed. Not even their food. Their deep fried chips were renamed yeah. in America in, in two, like, canteens for a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't cost them anything. Cultural capital, maybe. Maybe that's fucking counts for nothing, hey? Why the French never had any cultural capital in America? Because the Americans deep down know that the French are better than them and they'll never forgive them for it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. not forget that is the yeah. source of all anti-France sentiment in America. Yeah. They are they are envious of the superior nation who make mm. better cheese. Yeah. Because America is cheese obsessed and they will always have cheese envy where the French are concerned. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, because they're the opposite approaches to cheese. Yeah, French, really extremely time-consuming, artisanal, delicious, uh, <laughs> very, very delicious. The American product is shut out in half a day in a factory <laughs> by shoving a pipe up a cow's ass. Company asshole. that gives you the coupons you need to buy its own shitty product. <laughs> yeah, they won't shift it otherwise. Yeah, uh, uh, coupons. So yeah, that's it. Decent analysis so we now but, have, yeah, in, yeah. The, in the context of what is happening. In the context which is of what is US- happening is that America is uh, illegally interfering in another country's democratic yeah. processes again and installing a puppet ruler again yeah. in which is South at, America again. Which is always at the cost of human lives. It is always. <clears throat> I mean, hopefully it will be fewer this time. This dude's a Maybe. fucking. He seems like a bit of a Marco Rubio. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Not being racist. He literally does. He seems very Rubio. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I uh, know him by secondhand reputation or like third account. I'm disturbed by the number of fucking models coming out of the Jimmy Carr factory, though. (laughs) Yeah. It's really everywhere. (laughs) It's that's XCOM, baby. It's all XCOM. (laughs) Jimmy Carr's the avatar. Holy fuck. (laughs) 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 The avatar project. Oh, he's going to do that. Um, um, yeah. Do you have much more to add to this or should we round, no, not a round lot. out the show? Not a lot. I, I, I think it's it's pretty much a given what the what the, what the the show's view on America's um, fuckery in Venezuela is yeah. at the moment. I just wanted to give a little bit of background yeah. to the failure of the initial project and, and why, again, it, it wasn't actually a socialist endeavor mm. in the form that it existed in. Well, yeah, the impression that I get uh, from myself included is that a lot of people are developing very strong opinions without much understanding of the history of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I certainly... context, so it's useful. It's genuinely we, useful. We all have the capacity to, to Sean Pennant, don't we? Um, yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I, I feel, again, the This import- will equip you, listener, better to refute proponents of the american coup yeah it doesn't make the coup more justifiable it doesn't it no. makes you better informed there's no way to justify the american coup and that's not what this is a chance to do this is yeah. just about the importance of words having meanings in political conversations yeah and fucking repairing our term yeah which and repairing is, our term is happening and needs to happen because the fucking uh American right wing are very desperate to sort of go McCarthy again and, and so sink this term. They it just happens are. to be massively popular right. with everybody under 35. So You remember, listener, nationalisation is not socialisation mm. and administrative incompetence is not ideological. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 
All right. Uh, I've, I'm going to just touch on my topic in the interest of brevity. Oh, what time is uh, it? We're at a minute, an hour, 37. Ah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, like, we can do just do 10 minutes on this because it's nothing super in-depth or, or anything. It's just your periodic reminder that the world is ending oh. uh, via some- Well, it probably doesn't matter about Venezuela. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> say that in jest, but it's deadly serious. Uh, firstly, I have to say, uh, Mads was- bummed out that I didn't credit her for uh, giving me the Clark Shoes <laughs> English <laughs> curriculum article. That was her was find. That, was that a Thornton Smith yeah. scoop? And while it blew up, this one was also a Thornton Smith scoop. The insects are dying. So that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's part one of my tripartite. They were going to be uh, our post-meat meat, and now they're all yeah. dying. Oh, you, you fucking, yeah, you ruined my joke. Oh, which no. Was edit just point, that, like, edit point. <laughs> no, I can't fucking come back and deliver that naturally now. But yeah, I when I realized that, I was driving, and I just about fucking swerved off the road with how funny I found that thing. <laughs> When we had to get off meat because of environmental concerns, <laughs> we were supposed to be the eating first them. one to go. <laughs> yeah, it's a hundred percent like. Oh, that's so fucking brilliant! I may become a theist because <laughs> it's just a little wanna, too perfect. I yeah, I, I it, maybe like yeah. a, it is a time to start believing in God if you don't just any anything to yeah. soothe us through this process. Well, I mean, yeah, for the same reason that people did in the past, which is that the universe is terrifying. Give and we that. might be collectively dying sometime yeah. pretty soon. I want that opiate. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the insects are going. They've gone, like, I think, like, the UK has, like, half its fucking insect biomass or something. I might be conflating with the ocean numbers, which is half since 1970. Oh, well, that's, that's not might be scary. Like that's way thing. less scary if it's the whole ocean as opposed to just Britain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because we don't have to look at the ocean, so it doesn't really exist. We don't actually have object permanence. We have concept <laughs> permanence, and we trick ourselves into believing that that is object permanence. That's my theory, uh, thinking on the topic. There is actually something to that. Uh, so, insects are fucking dying. I mean, I'm just saying it again and again and again. Which I think you can kind of notice uh, when you drive. That's the thing that everybody's been saying is that you don't get as many bugs on the windshield anymore. Oh, well, that sounds like the pub test of environmental science. Yeah. But I guess it's It kind of makes sense, right? It does make sense. I went to uh, Tasmania over the new year, you'll recall. Lots of animals there. Like, fucking tons of animals, which I really like. Except that it makes driving very stressful because if I hit an emotional... uh, If I hit an animal... Especially a cute emotional peel toll is going to be higher on me than your average motorist i yeah, would say i would say so uh, i once raised a litter of mice because i felt bad for them when we disturbed oh, the nest kieran the thought of you emoting is kind of gruesome to be honest oh i do it that's why i rapidly. do it with animals because it doesn't require any uh, uh human stuff uh yeah uh so it passes the pub test right yep there's that as if that weren't crazy enough, another article that I saw today, uh, clouds might be going extinct. Cumulostratus clouds, clouds may uh, leave us uh. and go back to their home planet, wherever they come from, as a result of the- Uranus, uh, I guess. Yeah. it looks blue and yeah. cloudy, swirly blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and essentially, as a result of this- two to four degree rise over the next 12 years the uh the clouds may go and do you want to take a guess at what level of temperature increase just the absence of clouds might be 
uh, responsible for? The absence of clouds. Oh, it's going to be a truckload. It's going to because cumulus are those thin, spready outy ones. Yeah, yeah, I blanket think so. ones. So that could be like fifteen degrees. That could be huge. Well. For once, you've overestimated. It's eight degrees, that's but that's still terrifying. As a global average. Yeah. With two degrees being our that's can't go over it thing. So that's going to- then- The sea is going to like go- It's going to expand like crazy with that kind of extra heat pumped into it. Yeah. It's yeah. Gonna, it's going to be bad. And Australia is a really old continent, which means we are as flat as a fucking snooker table. Mm-hmm, so yeah. it doesn't matter if you live here or in Alice Springs, like eight feet of sea- yeah. rise will flood the whole is it adelaide that's basically just built in a giant basin that could never possibly yeah uh, be flooded fucked. adelaide's and then it'll just flood yeah it's gonna um, be trapped like a fishbowl <laughs> fuck man it's 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 really bleak i don't think that we're equipped to understand what might happen with a 10 to 12 degree increase which is the original two to four plus the eight from minus yeah. clouds pretend that insects are still around <laughs> Who, who would have thought that that was the most implausible part of Snowpiercer? There's just going to be like a small number of giant insects as well. So yeah. they won't, they're not going to be able to pollinate anything because yeah. they'll be enormous lumbering fuckwits. And yeah, it's just they'll call the them worst. Telstranids. Oh, I'm going to have to wear clothing made of bug exoskeletons. I don't like this yeah. future. Chitin plating. I... It's uh, XCOM, baby. Oh. I'm not happy yeah. now, Kieran. That joke is uh, starting to lose its uh, <laughs> <laughs> luster. Sad. Yeah, it's really bad. So, as the third part, uh, this is one that so listeners- we have to figure out a way to make clouds now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and bugs. <sighs> It'll be hated in the nation. Uh, that fucking Nano like- Bee thing- episode of Black Mirror. Oh, plus- yeah, yeah. The, perv- the pervert bees. Uh, and they start to run through your head and stuff. The spy bees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, tr- the troll targety bees. We'll have to do, though. We'll have to make little micro bots. Yeah, n- well, I mean, they were, they were talking- nanobots. They were, they were working on that shit for <sighs> the colony collapse stuff, but I don't think that that- Because unless frogs and birds can eat nanobots, like, that may be the level well, we of can grow, like, we're at. Pl- protein nanobots? Yeah, yeah, that's- They don't have to be made of silicon. We can make them out of edibles. Yeah, or just have a little packet have of to protein. Make a lot of, and it'll them. be like, yeah. For a while, the ecosystem will Take flourish. Up most of our manufacturing capacity <laughs> just to replace dead animals. <coughs> yeah, fucking go capitalism. <laughs> it's it's bad. Yeah, for a while, the ecosystem will flourish off the nanobot uh, insect, and then ten years down the track, birds will just start dying, and we'll cut open their stomachs and it'll be like oh it's full of some accretion of some <laughs> metal molecule that we had to have in there or oh, something oh no heavy metal birds mm. they're gonna it's gonna be like yeah. hail but exploding and bloody yeah oh. they have they have developed a tiny uh i think plastic uh spider shaped robot that they're going to use for surgery which is very very terrifying Never mind about that. Get it in the fucking fields. It needs to... <laughs> yeah. I think it's got to be attached to quite a large uh, <laughs> apparatus <fuck laughs> to work. Fucks fixing the humans. Yeah. So, uh, as as a capstone to this, because I, I sincerely don't want to dwell on this for our health and for yours, listener. No, I think it's uh, kind of funny. We're all good. Yeah. It's Once a- you accept the inevitability of it yeah. and it just turns into a game. 
I think when you interact with humor in the way that I think you do, and I think that I do, which is fundamentally as a way of reckoning with the absurd, it's like an existentialist exercise is, is I think, how we approach laughter. It is Rick Mail gets you through a crisis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's We're building a tower in the desert <laughs> uh, with, with laughter, and the desert is every minute of every day, and the tower is that you get to laugh and release a tiny little bit of chemical in your head and maybe reckon with the trauma. So... The funniest thing happened. Uh, Diane Feinstein, uh, crusty oh, yeah. old, uh, every moderate shit person's idea centrist. of an awesome person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she got approached by a group of uh, students, young young kids, ranging from sort of like what they would call elementary school up to kind of our equivalent of our eleventh and twelfth grade. Uh, year 11 and year 12 in fact actually they call it 11th and 12th grade uh approached her in her office to give her a letter exhorting her to ratify the green new deal and or like please support don't the green uh, end deal. our futures before it's begun yeah yeah and uh i might pipe in the audio just before our we outro are song the children where the future and uh her response was truly fucking noxious she was like uh you come in here saying my way or the highway i don't respond to that (laughs) and then at a later point she's like i've been doing this 30 years i know what i'm doing and it's like well the last 30 years are the ones that we (laughs) kind of have to reckon with yeah yeah because it's literally um all all of the unbridled horror that we've unleashed on the Mm. environment really Mm. has only been since we've known about climate change yeah the lead up to that was relative like the 18th 19th and most mm. of the 20th century was actually pretty survivable impact we were having. Yeah. Um, somebody pointed out that the first testimony of a climate scientist in front of Congress uh, uh, telling them the severity of the issue and urging them to act was exactly 30 years ago. There you go. So it couldn't be more kind of uh, perfect in 1989. Yeah, I don't um, like Feinstein. I, I don't like this thing that <clears throat> Trump's done where he's he, Trump mm. has lowered the bar so low that people who hated Feinstein when uh, mm. Obama was in charge and nothing was getting done, despite mm. her being a master legislator with control of both houses of Congress and the presidency, mm. failed to achieve anything. Yeah. And now think, they think she, she's amazing because she has the wherewithal to be like, oh, everybody hates Donald Trump. It'll be wise politically <laughs> yeah. for me to make fun of him. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's our idea of a hero now. Yeah, yeah. That's a political leader. The lowest hanging. I mean, somebody who can make fun of the leader of their opponent's party. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, truly, (laughs) Keating resurrected and in the flesh, and even he was a piece of shit anyway. So, uh, yeah, I feel like he'd want to stop the planet cooking though. Like he wasn't that kind of piece of shit. Yeah, he was a piece of shit in a much more manageable way than like all of the pieces of shit of your. Yeah, it's true. Fuck. it's, which is Malcolm depressing. Fraser definitely would have taken action against climate change. I can believe that. I feel like he's somebody who I could have a, a long and healthy time mm. having soul-destroying arguments with while we stop the planet from fucking collapsing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
maybe, maybe. It's also important not to sacralize the past too much. And I'm not talking about uh, Fraser there so much as uh, what I was starting to do, which is like, fuck, give me Nixon. And then it's like, but Nixon was still bad. No, and Nixon, more importantly- Nixon wouldn't have said it was a Chinese hoax. He'd have said it was a Jewish hoax. Yeah. yeah. The only difference. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, and of course, a lot of people are like pining for the Bush years, which is, which is bad. But which I, is terrifying. But anyway- uh, Jesus. So yeah, uh, this 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 is the capstone. I'm going to leave the listeners, I think, with this audio. Uh, and uh, I mean, people will po- point out. People have been pointing out that the video that you see circulated on Twitter and other other sites is edited, as if to uh, sneakily try mm. to convey something else uh, by presenting Nancy, uh, not Nancy Pelosi, fuck, Diane Feinstein in her own words saying, uh, I don't respond to kids coming in and saying, please, we're going to die. Uh, oh shit. I just got uh, Nancy Pelosi and Diane Feinstein confused. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, <laughs> honestly, That's it, rude. Nancy Pelosi did the clap. Uh, she did right. it. She gave Donald Trump a standing ovation she and did. everybody talked about how brave yeah, yeah. she was. So that's who I was making fun of. Not Diane Feinstein. Oh, okay. Well, it's a completely different dickhead. Yeah, but interchangeable in terms of your criticism, really. Because <laughs> uh, she has- They have long and illustrious careers of not doing anything yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, look, the the unedited video is just 20 minutes long, and what the editor has done is uh, successfully edit, i.e. cut out extraneous, repetitive, or unnecessary stuff. If you watch the full thing, you're just going to have um, less time in your day. You're not going to get... She is a, absolutely as big of a piece of shit in the unedited video as she is in the edited video. Oh, Except die, yeah. the main difference is that she gives a kid an internship when the kid asks... Uh, but that's basically it. Uh, so, would you like to say- I will, go- however, let you be my slave. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to say your goodbyes to the listener, Darcy, before we leave them with this uh, like audio footage? I would like to say footage? goodbye, listener. Goodbye, mm. listener. Goodbye, listener. Yeah. And come on, your honour. It was only a blowjob. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah, this is the audio. Diane Feinstein. Run protocol little ribs. trying to ask you to vote yes on the Green New Deal. Okay, I'll tell you what. We have our own Green New Deal. Some scientists have said that we have 12 years to turn this around. Well, it's not going to get turned around in 10 years. What we can do Senator, if this doesn't get turned around in 10 years, you're looking at the faces of the people who are going to be living with these consequences. The government is supposed to be for the people and by the people and all you know what's interesting people. about this group is I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. You come in here and you say it has to be my way or the highway. I don't respond to that. I've gotten elected. I just ran. I was elected by almost a million vote plurality. And I know what I'm doing. 
So, you know, maybe people should listen a little bit. I yeah, hear what you're true. saying, but we're the people who voted you. You're supposed to listen to us. That's your job. How old are you? How old I'm are 16. You I well, can't vote. you didn't vote, vote for me. Well, she, I'm she voted. It doesn't matter. We're the ones well, who are going to be impacted. Something. It doesn't we're matter. Here. We're going to be the ones who are impacted. Yeah. I understand that. I have seven grandchildren. I understand it very well. Senator, the cost of and not taking this action is far higher than the cost of what the Green New Deal will be. And there is enormous popularity for this bill around okay. the whole country Here's and we're asking you to be brave and do this for us and, and for your grandchildren get enough for okay. I'm trying to do the best I can which was to write a responsible resolution any plan that, that doesn't take bold transformative okay. action is not going to be what we need we well need you know better than I do so I think one day you should run for the Senate Great. And then you do it your way. But by that time, there's going to be a big problem. I just want a big election. All right, listener, there you have it. Diane Feinstein, American hero. Uh, If you want to email us, you can get to us at weaknessforbleakness at gmail.com, all one word, or follow us on Twitter at weakforbleak. Thanks to Leonardo's Robot for our new season two closing theme, Franz K. Uh, See you next time. Oh, oh, oh.